I often say that indigenous church planning pastors are like the Marines or like highly trained first responders. They go into completely unreached areas where few would ever travel. They go where there is no church. They go to bring the gospel to people who have often never even heard the name of Jesus. Who are these church planters who serve in the Philippines and go into the slums of Metro Manila to share God's love and the gospel? What are their challenges? Get ready to hear some inspiring stories of several church planting pastors you are supporting in the Philippines. Welcome to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler, president of 360 Serve. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions, which is about supporting indigenous church planting pastors who live in their country, they know their culture and language, and they're very effective in reaching their own country for Christ. Thank you for your prayers and for your support. We do these episodes to share with you the stories about the amazing impact you are having because you're sending hundreds of these indigenous church planting pastors into the least reached areas of our world. Today, Pastor Leo from the Philippines shares with us some inspiring stories about the church planting pastors you support who are going into the slums of Metro Manila. How exciting it is for us to be together again today Pastor Leo from the Philippines, our movement leader, is with us. How are you doing today, Pastor Leo? Hey, Mark. Glad to hear you again. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Oh, amen. Well, that's that's good. And uh, it has been just so exciting to get to know the work of God in the Philippines, get to know you. And uh, last time, we talked about church planning, and we learned about how you go about planning churches, you know, in these slum areas in the Philippines. And that was so helpful. And I'm really excited about this episode because we get a zero in on the church planners themselves and really get to know them. Many of our listeners right now, they support uh, church planners all over the world, maybe even in the Philippines. And so I'm so glad we get to talk about some of them and we're going to work our way toward that. But as we just think about church planners in general for a moment, as we begin, uh, Pastor Leo, uh, can you just share with us what does it take to be a church planter in the Philippines who plants churches in these slum areas? Uh, who are these people? What are they like? What does it take to be one of these church planters? Well, let me begin by saying that uh, our church planters are right now in the church planting movement, uh, maybe 80 to 85% of them actually come from the poor places. And uh, now when we talk about qualification, that's kind of a, um, a little bit of a, a tension that comes up when say they're coming from the poor, meaning they're very challenged people. But somehow uh, what we find to be a qualification for planning churches in the slum areas. One is uh, when we, when we, Talk about their stories. Uh, just as we shared last time, we, we were here uh, together, Pastor Mark. Uh, it's just the heart of how the heart for the gospel. That's that's right in the bottom of all this sense of wanting to be a church planner. They have tasted, they have seen Jesus come into their life, the hope that he gives. The, the vision of, of seeing what, what could be. Now, it's a very different vision because they're very poor, and yet 
they're not thinking of how can I get out of this uh, poverty? And yet they look at it and say, I want to give what I have received. And so that's one big part of the qualification we see. And uh, the thing that begins to, that, that's common among our 85% or more workers, I mean, who have come from the poor areas, is that they have been involved with the ministry themselves in, in, the, in, the, in the slums. Oh, a lot of our work is done in, and all of our work are done in the slums. And when, they, when we do that, uh, they, we, they come on, they join our, uh, our Bible studies, they, they join our training, they join our youth camps, they, they join our, all this activity we do. We do our relief work, they come, we do our, yeah. our work with the children, they come. So they see a lot of what's going on firsthand. That's a thing wow. that, and they, yeah, and they know it. You know, yes. I, you know the the impact because I remember Leo traveling with you and just you sharing with me that you know seventy eighty percent of the people in the slums when the church planners you know share God's love and share the gospel they will come to Christ. That many people are yeah. willing to turn to Christ, and it must be because. The people sharing are are like their brothers and sisters. They grew up in the slums. Their lives have been changed. Exactly. They have a heart for the gospel, like you're saying. Exactly. And they can identify with each right. other so deeply. Is that right? right? Yes. Uh, and, and that number, by the way, was uh, researched by the Philippine Evangelical uh, Church uh, group. So that's even uh, a research done. So uh, wow. we, did, we didn't that's just come powerful. up with that. But, and, and we were surprised. But uh on land, on the ground, we know what it meant. We see people just turning up to Christ, opening up their lives yeah. to him. And so that's well, real. you know, yeah. Our people, they receive the updates. And uh if you don't receive our good news update, you need to receive that. You can just sign up for it on 360serve.org and you'll start getting these weekly updates on what God's doing around the world. And it's just beautiful to see so many turning to Christ in the Philippines. Well, Leo, tell us some stories. Uh, I mean, I, I remember meeting, I think you're going to talk about Pastor Sonny. I can see his smile right now. And I was amazed to hear his story for the first time, you know, when I talked to him. But I want to hear you share his story because it's so wonderful. Yeah. Pastor Sonny uh, is one of those guys who we just love. He Today he is married, but uh, when he was young, very young, uh, he lived in the slums uh, here in, in Manila. And one church planter that has been working in, in their area, uh, one day met him and his family. He was a young boy. And uh, slum is, you know, when you go there, uh, you don't know which path to take because there's really no organized path to take, but he, he shows up and Pastor Sonny has just been prepared by the Lord. Out of that, he began to really give himself to attending our Bible studies. And then one day he just began to open up and see like the more he received of Christ the more of how he saw Christ work in him and through his own family. By that family, his uh, 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 parents, his brother, sister, 
uh, by the way, a lot of them came to Christ as well. And, and that has really turned around, Sunny. But one of the biggest things is really living in the slums is like, I want to get out of here. But Pastor mm. Sunny was shifted so that he says, this is what I want. I want to give to my community. And yeah. one thing led to uh, another where he met our... And he, he came to Christ, Leo, too, at an early age, didn't he? Yes, like as yes. a teenager? Uh, as a teenager, and he was yes. really... Yeah, and I teenager. thought he was discipled and... He was discipled, yes. He was yeah. discipled by our uh, missionaries here uh, and mm-hmm. in this church planning movement here. And that really just turned things around for him. Now, yeah. going back to the qualification... Uh, Pastor Mark, mm-hmm. one of the things that really uh, I had to mention this is, is the sense that when we talk about Jesus, uh, uh, the, the 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 paradox of the, that Christ when he when we receive him, it's not so much that we we want to go. You know, we live in a society where things go upward. You know, like success, fame, you always go upward. We want to get out of the 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 poverty, but it's mm-hmm. like, no, it's, it's going to be more like a downward movement, moving toward where Jesus is. Uh, Jesus speaks, of, I mean, this, the scripture speaks yeah. of, so much of it. When, you know, like Jesus uh, uh, did not take his, his seat of honor, he gave it up to be, to be just like one of us. And, and it's always a downward mobility, we call it, that, that somehow... Uh, that's one of the qualifications that we see in serving. And so with Sonny, you know, it's like he, he was not looking at, oh, well, I need to help my family get out of poverty. But he gave his life and said, I want to serve the Lord in bringing his gospel among the poor. And, yeah. uh, and by the way, uh, Pastor Mark, you, you do remember this because when you were here, you would be seeing them, hearing their stories. The most effective people, by the way, <laughs> when we, they talk to those people in the slums, are those people who, who have been there uh, all their lives. <laughs> so it's just a joy to see like, oh, this is God using the very people he, he, he embraced at the very beginning. And yeah. he's in sending them out. And so that's, that's Pastor Sunny. Now, Pastor Sunny has planted... Seven churches. Oh, man. That's amazing. I, I am humbled how, I mean, it's hard work to do church planning in the slums. But yeah. this, this, this man, uh, he has uh, five children now. Uh, wow. Wow. He, he is, he's been there planting churches, uh, uh, giving his life to serve the Lord in those places. And, yeah, uh, I'm just blessed by his his yeah. way of giving. Yes. Well, I wish our listeners could see him because his smile. I mean, this is a guy I was so impressed. I'm like, this guy could do anything. He could be an engineer. He could whatever. Exactly. You know, he's exactly. a sharp guy. All of the church planners are just amazing people. But they've said, no, you know, it's an upside down kingdom. I'm going to be ah. a servant, like what you were talking about. Yes. And I think about what Jesus said in Luke 4, you know, 18. And I know you know this scripture, Leo, mm-hmm. when he just revealed himself that, you know, he was Messiah. And he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. 
because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. Yeah. And this is the spirit of the Lord, you know, is on all these church planners. They they could go elsewhere. Like you're saying, they could better their life, but they're saying, no, uh, God saved me out of those slum areas. And I'm going to go back in and give my life to ministering to the poor and and that's exactly what they're doing, and it's it's a beautiful thing, and oh. God's using them greatly. Oh, yes. Oh, so, yes. praise the Lord. Tell Sonny we said hello. Oh, <laughs> and, yes. Um, I will tell him that. <laughs> he remembers well, we, you. And we, amen. I, I'll never forget him. Well, tell us, uh, we, we touched on JoJo last time, but we really didn't tell a story. And so, tell us uh, about JoJo. Well, Pastor JoJo is uh, one of those guys also that, really touches our hearts. Uh, when he was young, uh, particularly somewhere about maybe, he was uh, maybe nine or 10, uh, he was actually living in the slums himself. And when we say that, I have to clarify this, Pastor Mark. Uh, in Manila, when we talk about slums, more often than not, the poor, uh, they, they congregate in a community near the garbage dump. And uh, that's almost a symbol of poverty. Like they almost always build communities around the garbage dump. Pastor Jojo, when he was young, uh, his family lived just about 50 meters away, uh, literally from uh, the, the heap of garbage. And in Manila, you, you know, the, this garbage was just a small mound. And then you wake up one day, it's just a <laughs> few. And, and uh, then 10 years later, it's, it's, a, it's a mountain. Uh, anyway, uh, Pastor Jojo's story is when, how he, how he met Jesus was uh, interesting. He, in year two, early 2000, something very tragic happened in Manila. Uh, there's one huge garbage dump uh, in in this place, and that's where Jojo was living, 50 meters away, very, very close. He inhales the smoke. He says, oh, every night, we, mm -hmm. it's like a uh, living hell. Uh, what he meant by that is because you see <laughs> fire uh, out of, uh, you know, the, the gas that's coming yeah. from the bottom. Yeah. So he, he jokes about it. It's like we, we, li we live in hell because you feel the heat, the smoke, that you mm -hmm. inhale, the, the stench, and then you see fire. Uh, literally... Uh, the whole the whole night, the whole day, and, and so that. But early two thousand, mm. uh, there was heavy rain for a few days, and just uh, early in the morning, a huge crash was heard, and the whole, uh, I mean, the mountain of of, of garbage collapsed and wow. buried hundreds of people. Wow! Jojo's family was spared. And so many people were coming in, rescues coming in, but God is among the poor. And that's when also uh, a relief came, missions came, and the word of the Lord reached out to Georgia. It was the first time he heard the gospel. And on that day, he received Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And from then on, he just got involved as he grew up in his uh, teen years, <laughs> became so active with the, our, our youth, youth programs. And uh, after Bible studies, after Bible studies, he was discipled. He was uh, giving himself. 
you know this when you he attends but then he learns and then he begins to be teaching himself the the rest and you know that kind of uh, growth yep. that he was uh, into and and one mm-hmm. day by the way he took up uh, education is big for, for poor people so Jojo being a, a man of poverty he he did his way to work it through uh, uh, again educate get education. Um, and then he did. He took up uh, a in, in a public uh, college, in a community college, uh, a course. But then again, uh, he came to a place where he, he did apply for work early in his life. But then there was this sense again that uh, a kind of restless. <laughs> he says, uh, "I want to give my life." And again, yeah. this is really the, the, it's almost like a mystery that says there's something much bigger than just yeah. getting out of there. So Jojo gave his life to uh, the mission work, particularly church planting movement. And he gave him, uh, he gave that life. And now he has been planting more than six churches now. And wow. just, uh, I'm just uh, amazed of how he, he has been doing this. He faithfully, uh, I mean, the, the way he just gives his life, uh, even when he gets sick, by the way, <laughs> those are the times I've been with him. That's why I say it. Uh, I know when he got so sick. Uh, and in, when people are poor, uh, sickness is like a common thing. But when I see them, they, they, they have this. And yet, he, he never waned in, in just continuing to serve the Lord. Uh, he got well eventually, and we prayed. Uh, one day he met a lady he he loved, and in fact, I was the one who uh, was officiating them in their marriage. And so it's so beautiful. Wow. And today he continues to do do the work of the Lord in planting churches among the poor. And so that was really that's really lovely, as as I remember Jojo. I think that's what, you know, God does in our lives. We realize just how uh, amazing it is that God could save us by his grace. And uh, especially when you're in the slums and you're out of them now, so to speak. And then yet you realize, God, you've been so good to me. And, you know, you have the way you've been raised and you know thousands and millions of people are in those slums. And it's the call of God to just go back and and serve. And all of these church planters, they have these stories that are just so moving. And so, yeah, thank you, Leo, for sharing. Um, share one more story. I, I think you have another pastor. Yeah, there's a pastor that comes to mind. His name is Pastor Wrench. He's a young pastor right now. And uh, I just love his story. Uh, again, just like the... The, the more than 80, 80, 85% who come from the slum as, as workers. Uh, Wrench is, has been born in a, not just poverty, but brokenness. Uh, and it's very common among the poor. Uh, Wrench, when he, as a young boy, his father already left him. Uh, he, was in, he was in pain. I mean, growing up, seeing mom, uh, uh, you know, worked so hard. Uh, what he tells me is uh, he, he remembers seeing his father so drunk. Hmm. <laughs> and that was when they were still together. Uh, but, you know, it was so bad that 
father uh, and this this picture is very common in in the in the in the poor places where father works in a you know like he's a laborer in 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 a company and this salary the small or meager salary he has he spends it on himself a drinking yeah and so no no food on the table or if there is so small and yeah. uh it just just hearing his story just really breaks my heart when anyway that that part that wrench would tell me he grew up seeing that and he would literally again they live near the dump so he would say i would actually uh dig into the garbage looking for things to sell and that's how that's survival of the the poor they dig into the garbage looking for scraps that 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 still can be worked or or can be sold to a junk shop uh, by the way in garbage in garbage uh, communities there's always a junk there's plenty of junk shops and that's yeah. where you sell your whatever you find in the in the garbage and that's what wrench did and so uh, this this is the kind of story he was filled with mm. anger just anger wow. just so bitter he would he almost like say I, I don't want to see this father I don't want uh, it's a very very sad story but out of sadness poverty pain and anger came hope the gospel was uh, was brought into their place wrench received Jesus as his Lord and Savior it freed him from this resentment that built in uh, again he Poverty is a place like I want to get out of here. Yeah. And yet, the first thing that really, really that was so big for him was hope and freedom. And, and so, out of that, uh, Ranch Pastor Ranch just began to learn of the Lord, be discipled after he'd been received after, after he received Christ. And again, the involvement in the work of the Lord in the poor somehow that has a discipling element to it. Uh, Pastor Mark, you know, they get involved, they see what's done, they see the work done among the children, the youth, and, and how people are transformed by the gospel that is brought in. And mm. that just changes life uh, altogether. Amen. And so now wow. he's committed his life to plant a church. And, and so that's what he's doing right now. Wow. Yes. So is he at the point of working on planning his first church? Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, in fact, now it's, we sent, he sent in a, uh, a place that's uh, really, I should show you some pictures. It's, uh, it's close to the, um, I think you actually went to a place where it's close to the uh, waters. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. You do remember that? <laughs> uh, yeah, Mark. I do. Uh, there's plenty yeah. of slum areas there, and one place was wow. that's where he is right now. And wow. that's uh, so great. It, it, that's a place where he's planning a, a, a new, a new, it is a new project that we're working on. It so he's just started, he just started. It's, it's really great. Wow. It's really great. <laughs> Well, thank you, Pastor Leo. It's so good. Just this gives us a great picture of what these church planners are like, who they are, and how God is using them. And, you know, I, we, our thing is to have the privilege, and it's always hard sometimes for our listeners to imagine how far 
because this is what we do, supporting church planters around the world, and especially in the Philippines, that $50 a month. Can you just share what that's like for them to receive that and uh, just how far it goes, Leo? Well, I have to say this, uh, Pastor Mark, a big thank you to 360Sir uh, and the people who come and share resources to send the gospel out among the poor. Uh, I want to say that the support you get, uh, it goes a long way. Uh, it sends our church planter workers to travel all the way from the home to the, the areas of uh, the slums. Uh, it enables them to do the work, uh, to go there, to, to do the work, get their food, get their needed resource yeah. to, to make it while they're there and travel back. Uh, that's, yeah. that's just really a significant amount of uh, you blessing them. You are a part of them and uh, the, the, the work that Jesus is doing among the, um, among the poor. So that's, that's really, really well, significant. It's, it's our greatest honor. It really is. It's a joy. And when we hear these stories of a sunny, a Jojo and a ranch, it just helps all the more. So God bless you, Leo. Thank you for encouraging us today and blessing us today. And uh, thank you so much. Have a blessed day. My joy, Pastor Mark. Wow, church planners are incredible people, aren't they? Their commitment, sacrifice, and dedication to bring the gospel is so inspiring, even at great risk to their own lives. It's amazing how God and His grace has saved so many of the Filipino church planners when they were living in the slums, then they grow in their faith, get trained to be a church planner, sense the call of God on their lives, and they go right back into those slums to share the wonderful news of Jesus Christ. 360Serve exists for one primary purpose, to support thousands of indigenous church planning pastors serving in the least reached areas of our world to reach millions for Christ in fulfillment of the Great Commission. Did you know that we have hundreds of profiles of church planners who are just waiting to be supported? They're praying to be supported so that they can serve the Lord full-time in gospel ministry. Is God speaking to you right now? Here's your action step of the day. If you haven't already done so, support an indigenous church planning pastor today. You can do it in five minutes. Go to 360serve.org, support a church planner for $50 per month, from the country where you feel led to support. We will then mail to you the profile of the church planner you'll be supporting. That profile will give you their picture, their testimony, and the ways you can pray for that church planner who you are supporting. You're in ministry with them, partnering with them. By the way, 100% of what you give goes to the church planner you are supporting. How, you say? Vision-driven Christians cover all our operating costs, so everything you give goes to that church planner. I don't know of a greater eternal investment than to support a church planning pastor to bring the good news of Jesus to the least reached in our world. Join us in our next episode as Pastor Leo from the Philippines introduces us to the children living in the slums of Metro Manila. You will hear stories of women church planners and how God is using them to reach thousands of children and their mothers for Christ. And you will learn about how you can become involved in this incredible open door of gospel opportunity. Until then, may the Lord bless you.